0: Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, I'm recording this episode um, swaddled in brand new high-end flannel, courtesy of Muskox Clothing for Men. Uh, Muskox is back. They, uh, we were in a relationship with Muskox a while ago, and then they kind of wandered away from us. Um, and now they're back, and uh, I know they're back because I got a box full of free Muskox gear. Uh, I love this gear. Um, it's kind of like outdoor clothing for dads. Um, I'm, I'm in <laughs> on it, though. I'm, I'm completely it's like, in yeah. On it. It's like outdoor clothing for church. Outdoor clothing for church. Indoor outdoor clothing for indoor church. There you go. There's a there's a slogan they could is run there
1: with, indoor but. church. I guess, I, th- I guess there is. You know. Dude,
0: there is here just because we don't we don't care about COVID in West Tennessee. It doesn't but, exist uh, there. Yeah. Oh yeah, did you not yeah. hear we defeated it? Yeah. in this state. Ronnie, oh, I'm come sorry, on, I forgot. I thought we. could did know. You monsters like Florida, who don't care about just, people down here. Florida yeah.
1: has never even recognized it. So you
0: know, and they seem to be thriving. So what are yeah. you going to do? But <laughs> did you, did uh, you say dying blessed? or
1: thriving. Go on.
0: Not, baby, are you a big yep. COVID guy? Here I am. I'm putting you on the spot again. What are you a big COVID guy? I don't know. Are you like a big mask guy? Are you are you big huge fan? Are you like a big finger wagger? No, not at all. I mean, if our, somebody's not like wearing their mask right, are you like, hey, really? Your nose? Come No,
1: on. I don't. I mean, I'm not. I'm not here to tell anybody but our congregation what to do, for sure. So. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're not like a
0: huge COVID guy. Well, no, uh, no. no. We I mean, are,
1: our, our our governor said you have to wear a mask, so I, you have to wear a mask.
0: You know. So that's where I'm there at. It is. It. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Not controversial is, to me. Ronnie, also, why are the, you living in fear? The governor also said we why have are, to wear why pants.
1: So I put on pants every time <laughs> I. Walk out of the house solid
0: baby that's yeah. just that's just good. it's
1: just that, good it's that, just it's just logic. You
0: know. that's wisdom. that's wisdom from you. That's why you're the man of the cloth. You're the man of uh, some new flannel cloth though from Some muspers man Tell- it's
1: doing good, man yeah it's 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 looking good on me. I've already worn a couple items. feeling what have really you good worn, about baby? it. I've worn the uh, Muskox, uh it's sort of like this olive army green uh, t-shirt that fits really well and nice, uh, nice. so I wore that thing on Sunday doing some baptisms. There you um, go. Some some very socially distant uh safe baptisms might well, there add. it
0: is. Yeah, don't don't yeah. let anybody think that you were closer than What six is feet. is that like a dunk tank? What is a socially distant baptism? I, yeah, what does that look like? It's wearing a mask and gloves. Yeah. Do you just kind of wave them yeah. into the water from six feet away? <laughs> he, he uses a wand. Yeah, yeah. I, used,
1: I used a wand. We're going Harry Potter on the baptisms, and uh, oh, terrific. So then, some guy. Yeah. So we somebody posted a picture of it, and some guy wrote and said, "Does your did that dude have leprosy?" Like, like referring to my gloves and mm. my mask.
0: Mm-hmm. And I said, "No, yeah, but as we a matter of to- fact, he did." We need to treat him like he does. Right. That's what I've learned about. His name this. was treat everyone like they have leprosy. He was naming. So we, that's how. we Yeah. Roll. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone is naming. <laughs> oh, you now. dunked him seven times. That's yeah, we great. dunked him
1: seven. We that's do. Wonderful. We always do seven times. Yeah.
0: Hey, you know what's great for covering up leprosy? Uh, Muskox clothing. Piper, <laughs> tell, <laughs> tell us about her. Tell, I'm, I'm working here. Guys. I feel like we've already get,
1: done. Like we've done. <laughs> no, Muskox. you're, you're Move on point. No, he hasn't, dude. Please.
2: Uh, well. No, I'm, I'm actually wearing one of the Muskox T-shirts right now, too, and it, it's one of my favorites. But I think my favorite items of theirs are their flannel shirts. Mm. They're, they're better than all the other flannels. And they I are. have a closet full of flannel because it's my favorite item of Pipe, clothing. They're better but than all the other describing. flannels.
1: I love that line, man.
2: <laughs> like What'd Don't get
1: specific. They're better than, and I quote, all the other flannels.
2: I've tried all of the other flannels, every single one of them and there, none of them none of them Big hold team, a make a note to that piper ones. has
1: literally tried on every flannel that has
2: ever
0: <laughs> been made that's impressive look i feel like we could do a whole if lot it's
2: an that. unverifiable claim i get to make it so there we go it's, well, like, you must you know, be online, it's like you know it's like people are like world famous donuts well maybe they have a cousin in ireland or something i don't know um so, listeners, if you go to gomuskox.com, so not just muskox, but gomuskox.com, you can browse their full selection. Their, like, sweater pullovers are awesome. They've released a whole bunch of new sort of active gear that's more like workout gear that's really nice. Uh, I love their hoodie as well. And then at checkout, use the code HAPPYRANT, and you can get a 15% discount. And the stuff is, it's, uh, it's on the higher end of cost. It's not massively expensive, but, you know, it's not... We're not talking TJ Maxx here. So, you're also you're you're paying for something worthwhile so go to gomuskox.com use happy ran at checkout get a 15 percent discount they have a a membership program so if you're a loyal customer you actually earn money back on future purchases too so that's a pretty sweet deal Uh, i love their gear ted loves their gear ronnie loves their gear and i've actually bought a bunch on top of the free stuff so i'm a real customer not just a promoing things that i get for free customer so yeah i'm really in this thing so go check them out listeners Uh, Our other sponsor today, as usual, is Dwell Bible App. Uh, You know all about them, regular listeners. It's an audio Bible app. Um, Given our uh, episode last week and how just abysmal that episode was and how abysmal America is, uh, dwell was kind of the perfect response for my mind and heart which is basically I need the Bible because politics are the worst so dwell is very timely uh, if you go to dwellapp.io slash you can get a 25% discount off of that subscription as well dwellapp.io slash happy rant check that out It will uh, it's a great way to get scripture into your life kind of out to the edges where normally you might not have time or space to do that so check them out as well
0: Excellent, Piper. Excellent promo work. I kind of want to stay in the like outdoor, rugged muskox clothing space for this first topic. This uh, this was a listener question, and from time to time we get uh, super insightful questions from our listeners, and uh, this one fits that category. He says, "This why do young reformed guys have to be so edgily masculine?" With the beards, tattoos, cigars, bourbon, leather, and whatnot. Um, so, why do young reform guys have to be so edgily masculine? With the beards, tattoos, be- beards and beers, tattoos, cigars, yeah, bourbon, was- leather, and whatnot. Um, what do you guys think of that? This is this is a topic that's been around for a while. This kind of like morphed from the drisky tap out T shirt era and has has kind of like transitioned into yeah, beards and leather. So, what's what's up with this uh, pipe? I it it fascinates me because I feel
2: like when I hear that description, I picture somebody who who is between the age of like forty two and fifty five <laughs> not not somebody I would consider particularly
0: young. Don't you think you the know? issues no are the same? To you though, guys. like, what's that? Don't you think the issues are the same? Like that forty two year old guy probably has the same like masculinity issues. Don't you think, like guys in our yeah, I think that's true. Kind of genre. I would just venture to say that the
2: young reform guys have different masculinity issues. Oh, talk about that. You Interesting. Know, listeners may have heard on occasion on this podcast a reference to something called vulnerability voice. Oh, V
0: voice, it's back.
2: Yes, which and and you know, and then with that comes a whole bent towards kind of hypersensitivity to all things mm-hmm. and being a bit thin skinned and a bit pearl clutchy about things. <laughs> I think that's a lot more the failure of young Christian men, reformed and otherwise. Yeah. And then on the other hand, you have like the faux lumberjack, Doug Wilson wannabes who are, you know, just aggressively over masculine. I think both of them are just exhibiting a a level of insecurity and they're like, God made me a man and I'm just going to figure out what that means. Instead, they're like, God made me a man. So I need to either hide it or dominate and there's just mm. like this craziness but the but the picture that was painted really seems like the former young restless reformed who have now grown into like who are now like 42 yeah. yeah
0: they're like they're like the the dads of the vulnerability voice people totally totally now do you think here's a theory do you think like there's all these v-voice kids because there's all these like fake masculine dads do you think like one has produced the other you know what i'm saying like my dad like Lumbered around the house in his big stupid beard and like you know like swilling his bourbon and you know like uh, I don't know swinging leather around and I want to go the other yeah, way. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't let my mom wear shoes and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, so I'm
2: going to go all V voice. I, I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear Ronnie's take on this because mm. he he has a he has a congregation that sits in a little different demographic than where I am, and so I, I feel like maybe there's a there, there's some nuance to this. Yeah, yeah, I mean
1: there's I mean there's none of the, there's really not a lot of that going on at sub. It's sub Ashland, you know, so it's, we don't, we don't really have kind of the reformed crowd and, you know, we don't wear like reformed capes while we're yeah. like leading and preaching, you know, from the platform. So we're kind of like, uh, we're a little more subtle. We're a little more covert reformed at, at substance. But um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, but I do think that there's, I do think that we're seeing some offshoots with it. Right. So I, I think that, you know, like even when you go to Sojourner network, it's, I think if you would have gone back maybe six seven eight years, you would have seen a lot more of kind of what that question was asking. But this yeah. thing has—I mean, this thing has gone like really wide now. So that that it was kind of that was kind of um, characteristic of that A twenty nine movement, right? With Drisky, uh-huh. and there was kind of that masculine, you know, kind of macho, kind of like be a man, you know, um, make sure you're you're leading your family and you're doing, you're, you're doing it as aggressively as possible and um and i think there's been a little bit of a pushback against that um you know in recent years to say like man was that really was that really what we were trying to like communicate is that really how we feel about what god's you know calling us to to do and to be as dudes and i I think you know depending on where you're at on the spectrum of that you know i mean my answer would be no um but if we're just talking image I mean, you know, reformdom's just I it's where everything else is at, right? It's it's moving on. It's as well as it's stuck in the past with some of these things, you know. So
2: when I I feel like part of it is that when when you attach masculinity to to reformdom, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it those two things were both pe- people felt threatened. You know, reformdom was kind of on its heels in the face of sort of flabby evangelicalism and mm. the emergent church and yeah. whatever. And then uh And then masculinity has always been threatened. Apparently, even though the world is run by aggressive men, so you you attach those two things together, and people became kind of aggressively both, and they wore both of those things like uh, like armor. You know, like they're in your face about their huge beard and their huge theological knowledge. And it yeah, it felt very much like a you know kind of a theology measuring contest. And (laughs) and and I and I think some of that has gone away because I don't I don't feel like. The, the reformed world in general, outside of a few pockets, you know, which are kind of isolated and angry, doesn't come off as overly threatened anymore. And yeah. so that seems to be a thing that is diminishing as far as I can tell. It's out well, there. But not yeah, as much. I don't know, Pipe. I mean, I, that's,
1: that's a great yeah. discussion, though, because I, I think what you're seeing now, one of the offshoots of the YRR is the RRR, which I call the radicalized right reformed. Right. So these there is a segment now that's that's very, you know, like,
0: hey, way to keep us out of politics, baby. <laughs> <Stop> <laughs> good
1: politics. job. Yeah, I yeah, was talking a good about day too.
0: It's Stop politics. I haven't um, hated my life in a while. Dude, but, radicalized, right,
1: reformed. I mean, these would be the these would be the Doug Wilson, you know, aficionados that are very much the, like
2: the the James White. Yes,
1: very much like folks who like to yeah. prove their masculinity And you're seeing tweets about where they think women's places are and, you know, the home and the workplace. And a lot of it is just um, there's a lot of, you know, misogyny and, you know, misogynistic sort of, you know, sort of thoughts and philosophies that just kind of seem to like, you know, inch their way through some of these things. So there's definitely... There's definitely like an offshoot of YRR that um, I think is we're seeing kind of starting to bubble over and happen in some of these things is they're sort of saying, hey, this is what we want to be about. So they're looking back on when all, the, ref- all the, uh, the young wrestlers and reform stuff kind of came in and they're saying, hey, some of that stuff, we loved it in the beginning, but it's kind of gone in a direction that we don't love. So we want to kind of take it back. And so it's becoming a little radicalized and a little weird and a little strange. But masculinity is kind of attached to it, which is like, you know, we got to beef ourselves up I would, a little bit.
2: I would venture to say, and, you know, somebody's going to gun me down for this via, via their words, whatever. But they have guns. Uh, the RR has guns. That radi- that radicalized version is not reformed. It's just Technically, like. Technically, no. Because if it, all it has done is claimed like one aspect of reformedum I mean, in terms of how God saves people, and said okay, we're that version of reformed, and then they're just angry fundamentalists. I mean,
1: nobody's going to disagree. Like they're except they're for not. Them.
2: They're not different than like the snake handlers who who live in like rural North Carolina in just about every other area of life.
1: Big T, what's your thought on snake handlers? Since we're on that now. <laughs>
0: yeah let's get it out of politics let's get to uh let's get into like zoology dude if you look at snake handlers, I bet they have big beards, they wear a lot of flannel um they probably wear a lot of leather. I'm guessing that's just part of the like you know part of part of the deal if you're getting ready to handle snakes, you got a good pair of leather boots um I don't know. They probably look like reform guys. Baby,
1: can I tell you Uh, something about that? I I literally literally on a Sunday night meeting, I had someone new come in, church meeting, just kind of checking things out. And they literally asked me with no irony. They said, and I quote, so are you, do you guys, are you guys one of these churches that like from time to time may like handle snakes or or whatever?
0: (laughs) And you said (laughs) only on Wednesday night. I said
1: only on our Wednesday, only during Wednesday (laughs) night, like men's group. You know,
0: we kind of let our hair down. We handle some snakes. We let our beards you know, down. We
1: me, handle a few snakes. Um, it's all started. in good fun. Handling snakes is all in good fun, and if people just kept I, it at that, we'd be
2: fine. Why doesn't that make Instagram, Ronnie? What do you mean, the I snake like, handlers? Yeah. Do you have like a separate account for like Ronnie the snake handler? <laughs> I just miss yeah, it. Yeah, I would love. I would man. I would. What if snake
1: handling sort of made its way into reform? Reform dumb. Dude, if, that would be dope. <laughs> what if that became like all the RRRs, the, the radicalized right reformers, like they said, hey, here's a way we can become even more masculine. Let's just bring the snakes
2: into church.
0: Dude, it's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, if, if yeah. you want to prove like what a tough guy you are, that oh, would dude. be a pretty good way to do it. Absolutely. You know? Is it
2: like the new is it the new axe throwing? Dude, that's what it is.
0: I think it should be the new axe throwing. Yeah. Like we need to level up axe throwing by like introducing snakes to the whole equation.
1: Yeah, for um, sure. And it's amazing. I, it's amazing. Axe throwing is like this thing now too. You know what I mean?
2: It's is like it still a thing. I mean, I can. We well, yeah. twenty minutes. I can left. totally pick. Oh, I can totally picture the snake handling thing working because like you, you have a conference and you're like, snake handling will you know will be present. Snakes will be provided, and then people are writing in. They're like, can I bring my own oh, snake? Totally. Like I've got a I've got a great Diamondback Rattler in the in my trunk right now. You know, can I? Am I allowed to bring my own? It'd be it's it's like Top Golf. You know, can you bring your own? Oh, club
1: and that's Dude. just
0: for like Top snake. Super Extreme snakes. I've been raising yeah, snakes in my snake.
1: garage now for months. Can are we allowed to? Is it like bring your own snake night? Dude, on it's
0: Wednesday? gotta be BYOS. <laughs> we'll provide some snakes, but you can it's, you know it's the next side hustle. Right. It's like the next side hustle. Yeah, like this is snake like your- breeder. Your reformed like business side hustle guy, kind of melding with your like reformed masculinity. M- Multi level snake dudes market. coming to church with
1: their axes and their snakes and their flannel, their dated flannels, and their, like their their beards, you know, like not loving their wives and like just. You Dude, it'll be like flying snake flying subscription
0: services, like Snake of the Month <laughs> Club, you know. <laughs> Dude, it'll be like you know how reformed families used to raise like chickens in their backyard. Now for, it's like, snakes to teach their homeschool kids. Now it's snakes. Yeah.
1: But how do they, how do they vibe with the whole like, you know, snake, serpent, you know, Genesis? Three things.
0: I don't know, dude. No. You're the man of the clock. No, that's, I, I, that's I, I don't territory. know. I'm saying I'm out on that, dude. One. You've already dropped two misogynies on us. I'm, I'm gonna let you like handle the snake thing. Two misogynies, guys. I, how many misogynies am I allowed during a? Dude, AM? you're a big misogyny guy lately, baby. I feel like you're in your PhD and you're learning all these new terms and you're just dropping them on us, dude.
1: I swear I didn't just you learn feel that like that's word, Big T. I, I didn't just learn the word misogyny. I feel like you did though, dude. I, I feel promise like you just I learned didn't, it. I, I have known <laughs> about that word since like June. I did not just drop that oh, word. Well,
0: I mean then since. June. i mean come you on know. fellas give
1: me a break man. Of, course. of course i've known we'll about that word break. for like four months six days
0: yeah i've known about it for six days i've used it <laughs> 66 times um dude right. i think miso- got- i think we should have a fun mm-hmm. word
1: every week for the rant and i think this oh, week because misogyny is such a fun we, word we've decided misogyny is misogyny fun is, yeah i think that's the fun word for the week and it'll be a word that's clearly not fun <laughs>
0: well, like misogyny true. Oh, what a, there it is again! What a blast! I just man,
2: I I specifically avoided using the word soteriology earlier, I, and it I, was maybe right on the tip of tongue, fun word. Too,
1: Pipe. I could feel it when you it, talked
2: about. Oh, it was there, and I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. But then you said misogyny 17 times, and and now here we Pipe, are. I, I mean, heard that. Like I heard that they're
1: not even reformed except for their soteriology. Except like I don't even know what that word means either. So like you know, I still
0: haven't. Dude, this learned is, that is this word. is the state <laughs> of your doctorate. You're learning like. Misogyny, but you're not even learning. So theory. I haven't that, gotten to that, got theology, theology yet, flashcards. I've learned misogyny got theology flashcards. Yeah, Big M, study with me. That's what we do every day.
1: That's what's going on yeah. at, the, at the. So when I, when
2: I took when I took first semester Greek two and a half times in college, uh, <laughs> they the flash cards we had they, they would sell these little cards with like hole punches and you put them on a metal ring so you could yeah. flip through them i just picture ronnie with that and he's like oh misogyny that's a new one write it down and then the definition on the other side with the yeah i wrote like it down on the
1: palm of my hand i'm looking at it right now it's getting all like you know because my hand's been sweating because this conversation's so nerve-wracking it's like i can barely Piper Ronald
0: ronald has that key ring that you spoke of but like on each card it just says misogyny <laughs> <laughs> Like twenty cards but they all of the same word. So, Ronnie, which is what why have you what have so learned often.
1: the past like six weeks in your doctoral yeah. program? Uh, all about misogyny.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's that and like critical theory. Those are your two new words. Absolutely, man. It's like old. Yeah, we've been. It's like Old Testament new,
1: study, critical theory, and New Testament
0: um, misogyny. Well, there <laughs> you go. Wel- the welcome to seminary in 2020. Absolutely, it's a, it's a magical.
1: Place. It's been really helpful. It's been super helpful.
0: Oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> it's just so practical, yeah. you know. No, we, PhD. You know, I mean, yeah. Is it a D-man or a PhD? It's a D-man. I'm not a
2: maniac. Yeah.
0: I you know, know, dude. I, know. I mean, um, I've got two takes.
2: To be clear, you're also not a misogynist. Just wanted to, you know. Uh, no, that I'm not a misogynist.
1: Record. I might even be a soteriologist if I knew what that meant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dude, see, I feel like in the, in the pantheon of the show, like Ron is going, he's going so far away from like being a misogynist. He's, he would be like the V-voice guy on the show. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if I'm like, I would be on the other end. I'd be like the caveman. Um, Ron's the V-voice guy. But, but no, I think, it's, I think it's a function of like where you live having a lot to do with this, right? And I think tip of the cap to where you live right now, Ronald, and I grew up in a, in a Midwestern context a lot like Ashland, I just don't think the masculinity thing is such a huge discussion in like small-town middle America. I don't think guys are walking around going... Who's manly? Am I manly? Are they manly? Like kind of everybody's manly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so to me, it, it's more a function of, you know, Piper's in that Nashville context where you're, you're kind of having to prove yourself all the time. Um, so I don't. When it's really funny, it's really hard to prove yourself. Cause like the version of
2: manliness you grew up with, you know, sort of the like, I'm going to chew and chew glass and whatever yeah. is not acceptable. So now, manliness looks a lot like not manliness. <laughs> so to be a real man is to not be a real man, and now we're all confused. It's so, very confusing. Yeah, it's it, yeah. it gets puzzling. Yeah, you said Maybe
0: a lot. COVID is the is the best thing that ever happened to manhood. Like, just stay in the house. <laughs> you know, stay in the house and avoid people. I mean, That's I think you can be. You can
1: I think you can be a misogyny guy and stay in the house too. You
0: know, you can do that. You can you can like, yeah clearly you're proving you it. you can
1: straddle that right. You I mean you can. <laughs> You can be as misogynistic – you can be soteriologicalistic and stay home too. I'm not precluding that like on any level.
2: I like that you're just throwing suffixes on words now and even stringing them together. I think, Dude, this is grad school in 2020. I think to be
1: a soteriologicalist is um, probably up there with being a misogynist in some at some level.
0: I, we're going to have to figure it, a- out. It's a good thing Jared's grading your papers and you get an A-plus for everything just preemptively. Well, I
1: mean, didn't we – I mean, I, I, d- baby, didn't you mention that <laughs> nobody fails that. anymore? It's for- a, you cannot – it's impossible to Yeah, nobody to fail. fails anymore. Right. I mean,
0: you're, yeah, you're not going to – you're not going to get lower than a B. That's what I'm you're, saying. It's literally
1: impossible to get even a C. Like a C is like – they know they can get sued. Like you can get sued if you, if, you give, if you give one of these kids a C.
0: Big Dude, T. a C is like you just walked up to my mom on the sidewalk and like spit in her face. Right. That's the that's the equivalent. I mean,
1: you're of, sitting like, there, the I can just picture you now, Big T. Like you have your hand on like whatever your great paper is <laughs> now. You have your hand yeah. on the marker, right? And you're getting ready to write C on there and you go, Oh my gosh, that's gonna uh, be like an hour long conversation with this dude's dad, and then you just totally. quickly edit it to a B,
0: right? And by this dude's dad, I mean this dude's mom. Right. 100%. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The dad the dads are too busy looking masculine, but not Right, actually making the phone call. Well, they're
1: soteriologists, so like, man, you you just write C on that paper, and like immediately the phone rings. It's like they already. Or know. they're
2: actually masculine, and they think he probably deserved a, a D and the C was a favor. Hey, Big T, yeah. here's my question for you, man. Have you ever? Yeah, lay it on me. Have you ever had a
1: parent? Have you ever had a parent of one of your students actually mm-hmm. call and say, "I think you're being too easy on my kid."
0: Dude, no, that never happens. (laughs) It literally would never happen. Have you ever
1: had one encourage you to say, "Hey, I don't want you to be like, I want you, man, give this kid the grade he deserves. Don't, don't worry about me. I trust you." I
0: have had that. Okay, but but it's always from the people who don't need it. You know what I mean? Like their kids don't need it because they've been parented well, and their kids are like they're already
1: acing all their classes anyway.
0: Dude, they're, they're working hard. They're mentally tough. Like, yeah. if you have the kind of dad or mom who would say that, then you probably don't need to say it. Um, okay. And shout out to those dads and moms. We do appreciate it. Yeah, that. shout out um, to you,
1: man. You are not misogynists at all. Oh, dude.
0: I didn't think this app this could be any more garbage than last <laughs> week's, but it's, it's, it's clearly, like, veering into that territory. Boys, um, I, think I'm try to... I think we need a retreat.
1: I think we need a sabbatical is what I think we're edging into here. I think that's what we're edging into.
0: Yeah, so, I mean yeah. clearly. You know, we gotta we gotta retreat and rest. Um all right. I've I've got one more I've got one more question. Uh this one is of a more serious nature. Not that all the misogyny talk hasn't been serious. Um can't possibly what, get any more serious
1: than we've been.
0: This is from Joe C. This is from the great Joe Carter. He of um Is there nine are there nine points to this question? Yeah. He of like reformed website fame. I was going to say the name of the website, but then I forgot what it was. Um, is he with your pops pipe? Is he part of the desir- Desiring God Empire? No, he's, he... he's,
2: uh, he's Gospel Coalition. He's,
0: that's what I thought. He's Gospel Coalition. I can understand why you would get them all mixed up. because Yeah, they're all kissing cousins, but yes. They are. They are. What practical skills... This is the question. What practical skills should a pastor develop? List as many as you think are helpful... The less obvious they are, the more useful the suggestion will be for others. So what practical skills should a pastor develop?
2: My favorite was reading the responses to that tweet and realizing that apparently pastors are supposed to have every single skill. (laughs) Yeah. All of them. Ronnie, so I don't know how you're doing on this, bud, but uh, you're supposed to be like a, a financial wizard and the kindest person in the world. And be able to, like, diagnose diseases and understand how doctors are are. Uh, I mean, I'm going to, to be a
1: doctor soon, so that will be possible. <laughs> Clearly. <And> be
2: <laughs> an, yeah, different, different kind of doctor. But, you know, be like an ethicist and, they're, like, love babies. Like, you have to be everything. So, uh, yeah, the answers to that were were really something. Well, I
1: mean, Pipe, I don't know how many times I have to tell you this today, but I am a soteriologist. I have... I have all of those categories
0: clearly cut. Pipe is is Ronald trying to tank the show <laughs> so that he can like elegantly get out? And, yeah, it's, and it's like he thinks there's betting on this, and like
2: he's gonna try to he's gonna try to throw the game for whoever's gonna pay him. Except that, boys, I feel how, like, he's like except we, that we're the ones we, who. Pay I mean, him.
1: you remember the app from last week? It, it we can't get any worse than this. Is not worse than last week. We're still miles ahead of that.
0: It's not worse from a like. Potentially inflammatory content standpoint. I think it's worse from a complete uselessness standpoint, maybe. But uh, I don't know. There's still time. Yeah, Um, I mean, we got to get
1: three or four minutes to.
0: We got to get three or four minutes to redeem it, (laughs) Um, Piper. What do you think about um, practical skills for pastors? In light of the fact that you read the comments, like, what what do you think are the skills that they need? Ah.
2: I mean I think that the basic job description of pastor obviously it's different at a tiny church where you kind of have to wear multiple hats but generally speaking you have one or two things that you're like this is the this is the primary part of a pastor's job there's the there's the preaching of the word and the shepherding of a congregation but other than preaching the pastor can can lean on other people for just about everything if, if it's something he's not good at so like I think if there's a practical skill it's identifying people to lean on yeah is probably the most important one because he's just not going to be good at more than about four things yeah. like mo- he, most you can't be a wizard at a bunch of different things so I think I think that's probably the most important practical skill is looking around and going who do I need to like pull into my sphere of influence who can help me with finances or help me with maintenance or whatever, you know, help me, you know, make the kids feel comfortable. Cause I don't really like children, you know, those, those kinds of things. Cause it, it's not reasonable to ask a pastor to be all those things. Mm. Ronnie, are you a good delegator?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm okay. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not all into the do everything kind of, you know, model, um, I've always kind of rejected that, but because um, I'm not, you know, you're not good at everything, and you're good at a couple mm-hmm. of things maybe, and um, find the people that are that can fill in the holes, and and see if you can empower them and and let them go. And so I think, but that's probably the challenge. I think what you said is really good. So we can get serious here for a minute because I think what you said is mm-hmm. really important in the sense that. You know, you said a pastor can be good at three or four things, which is probably good, and that might even be generous, but find those things. So self-awareness is what you're describing. Find out what it is that you like to do, what God's gifted you to do, and then see who you can equip to fill in the gaps and the holes of the things that you just need help in. because Or, or maybe you just don't have the kind of margin or the mental capacity to, um, maybe you're a little more limited in some of those kind of areas too, where you're just like, man, I can preach and I can, I can do some counseling. I can do a little bit of this and that, but like that, that's just, that's it for me right there. And I I need other people to, uh, it, you know, it's a humbling thing to know what, what you're not able to do. And so, you know, I think humility, self-awareness, those are, that's probably, we want to talk tasks, but we want to, we want to kind of like conveniently ignore some of the, um, you know some some of the more like internal emotional components which really are most key because you know Timothy and Titus goes after character not really tasks so that that's kind of it right there
2: yeah and i think the task thing is probably more a product of the like the the organizational
0: mm-hmm. uh
2: like bloatedness yeah. that a lot of churches have have turned into like the american church is unlike any uh Any Christian church in history how in so? terms of the well just like the, the the layers of organization and leadership and like, if you look at churches around the world in terms of like paid staff in terms of the yeah. the congregational uh, totally participation yeah. <clears throat> the the simplicity of like we we gather together for worship and then we like we share each other's lives in daily life, whether that's in you know kind of whatever part of the it could be developing world or you know kind of anywhere and we have this massive organizational side where like 90% of the work is done by 5% of the people mm. and salaries are are huge relative to the rest of the world and so i think i think the answers to this are you know in that thread were mostly indicative of like i think we got church like backwards in a lot of ways in terms of how much we <clears throat> we look at a very small number of leaders to influence us instead of recognizing kind of the body of Christ aspect and going, we have people who excel at these things. We have people who have influence in these things. Like the the, the idea of a pastor being an, an excellent person at finance yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is not in the Bible. Yeah. Like there's right. stewardship, there's generosity, there's managing his own household. So there's an element of like, can, can you pay your own bills and be responsible? But if if you're asking a guy who went to seminary to manage like a $4 million budget... What, what are you doing? It's okay. Right. <laughs> because those, are, those, are not, those are not, and it's taking his eye off the ball. Yeah. Like if he's worrying about the $4 million budget, he's not preaching his best sermons. And so I think there's, a, I think there's just a, there's a real backwardness and we've shoved a lot of things under the pastorate that are like, no, that needs to be pushed outward from the pastorate. But
1: What's funny is what you just described though. So if a dude's coming into a church with a $4 million budget, they probably already have a staff of like 30 people anyway with like three executive pastors, 14 fine, guys and all of that anyway so like a church with that kind of a budget a good chance is and th- again i'm not saying this is right but a good chance is this is a guy that's going to come in and really is only going to have to do like one or two things right he's going to be able to be like a like a specialist right
2: yeah but then he starts a podcast that's like ask me anything <laughs> and you're like, no you shouldn't you should not do that you should start a podcast that's like Bible versus Ask me two things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Ask me about these two subjects that I I actually know about, that I actually study. Or maybe he
1: just does a word of the day now that we do, like we do. Maybe he just does that. Maybe that's what he wants
2: to
0: do. Dude, isn't that, like, very symptomatic of the human heart, though, in that you give a guy a little success and he immediately thinks he's an expert on literally everything there is. Is that? Like,
1: but that's a really great point, uh, T. In the sense that, like, mm-hmm. so here's. So let me let me just let me. I want to get you going more on this. So yeah. Um. In terms, so if you get like a dude, let's just say a younger guy who hasn't been pastoring for like an incredibly long time, but he gets this right. really big gig at this really big church with a ten million dollar mm-hmm. budget. Is that the success, or does he get into a place like that and have it be? sort of like a, a stepping off point for greater success? Or does he consider that like, man, I can't even believe it. I'm in this church of like, you know, 7,000 people and the Lord has blessed me with this. Like, what is the success? Or is that always like a launch point?
0: I think that's the success. Because if you're that guy, you're just a certain kind of guy anyway. Like, you were the best looking guy at your seminary. You're the guy that everybody was saying was like, gifted. Oh, and, damning with faint praise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Like being the world's tallest you know, <laughs> short person, small uh, person, small person, the world's tallest dot, 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 you know, trying to think of a nice way to say it. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think that's the success. And I think that's the danger of like too much success too soon, right? You get an inflated opinion of, you know, uh, yourself like thinking that, you know, more than you actually know. And, um, you know, we would, we would probably all, do better to be a little bit more realistic about, about that, which is why I don't know. It's always a better hang. Like it's always better to hang out with people who haven't had the straight up like rocket ship path to success. Cause they're going to be more humble. They're going to be more fun to talk to They're going to be more insightful. Um, they're not going to be jerks, um, or at least not in the same way. Um, so yeah, I think, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Eh. Well, I, I think there's the, you you talked about the human heart
2: earlier there's just a sense of ev- every success you know the uh, so youngish guy goes from you know he's the he's the whatever the mission's pastor at a mid-sized church to senior pastor at a large church mm-hmm. he feels like a success for about what 2 to 4 years and then he starts itching to be something more you yeah, know there's totally, a the, totally the, we need to double the size of this church I need to write a book even though I can't You'd write my way out of a paper bag. Sentences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I need to start a. We need to start a media company. We need to yeah. whatever. Like, there's always that we need to instead of any sense of like maybe God put me here for this congregation f- for the duration, dude. Which and is I'm why I'm just going like, to focus on being a
0: great pastor to this congregation. People like that are so attractive to me. Mm. Like people who are actually content, especially pastors who are like, this is just what I'm doing. Um, and we have one like tip of the cap to my pastor. He's amazing. But, um, but yeah, I find that like so compelling in a person. I almost just want to study him. Like, how are you, how are you so content? You know, why do you not want to start a media company or be published or whatever? I mean, it's, it's so refreshing, I think because of how rare it is. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I I would like, even though I'm not a pastor, I would like to have more of that kind of contentment motif in, in my life for sure. But um but yeah, I think that's Oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was gonna ask
1: tell us about I think this will be like this will be good for our listeners, man. Tell tell us Mm -hmm. about you know, how was how was Ray Ortland? You know, I mean, so this was a guy that seemed, you know, you know, he planted a church at sixty years old and he seems like somebody who really he had the he had the right aspirations I mean, what did that, you know, you had a little bit of a bird's eye view. Like, what did that look like? What did he primarily, what were like the two things that he was really good at that he did without letting himself get carried away with like ego and wanting to keep building and building and building?
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, he's a he's a wonderful example of. Like if you're a 30 or 40 something year old pastor, you should look at Ray and be like, I want to be like that when I grow up and then do Mm. the things that he did. Well, first of all, the church was planted out of failure. So Mm. not moral failure, but like he was a pastor at a previous church. There was, I don't know what, I don't know all the details exactly, but there was some leadership dissension and he was, he left. And so he was just sort of devastated at 60, thought it was the end of his ministry, and God sort of brought this group of people together who prayed together regularly and then laid on their hearts, maybe this should be a church. Mm. And so it was born out of a place of of about as low as you can get, not some grand vision of we're going to plant in this cool neighborhood and you know kind of parachute in and attract all this stuff and start with whatever. Mm -hmm. Ray was – he focused on preaching the word and the culture of the church. Hmm. So seeing the gospel take root in every aspect of culture in the church. So the honesty of people, their interactions with one another, reflecting the idea of outdoing one another and showing honor, the, um, the being a, being a culture of, of praise and all of which is based out of humility like you can't do those things unless there's a sense of i'm low before the lord uh he he referenced often i think it was francis schaefer who wrote doing there's a there's i think it's a message a talk he gave called god's work in god's way um and schaefer talks about how we can do god's work in our way and that's what we often do but it's god's work in god's way that makes the difference and so there's just um it's that and then like he was perpetually surprised at growth. Mm-hmm. So as the church grew, he told me he said every Sunday I walk up front. You know I look out, and for a while there was forty people, and then there was one hundred and forty people, and then there was two hundred forty people. And the church was has has never been mega. We're I don't know what we are now because COVID has changed it all. We 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 were probably on track to crack a thousand per Sunday this year. So big but not enormous. And he just said it was always a surprise to look out and see people. It always felt like a miracle to him that people showed up. Which tells you something mm-hmm. about his his posture before God, he did not roll out there and go i'm Ray Orland, of course people are going to show up. Hmm. you know there was none of that, yeah. and so the, the, but that 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 focusing and that hyper focus on the culture of the church because it just meant we the church didn 't do a lot of things, yeah, people would have ideas. What if we tried this and, and it just didn 't fit he 's like no we 're not going to invest in that we 're going to it was very stripped down, very simple and kind of never take your eye off the ball. And almost none of that describes what you, what you see at churches around America. It's just, it was very different culturally or is to now. I mean, uh, TJ, our current pastor has, has carried that over. Yeah, Hmm.
0: Very cool. Well, boys, that's a good note to end on. Um, we got there. Did we We, redeem it? Yeah, we redeemed it. We got there finally. And, um, yeah, I think I think we brought this one around. Um baby, real quick before before we end, let's go like two minutes on this. How how's the new pod with uh with that Jared C? Is it everything you hoped and dreamed? Is it Oh baby. Is it exciting? It's just you know. We're still
1: we're just still kinda of waiting for it to uh there's still some other stuff that needs to happen before it kinda of gets
0: officially uh kind of launched i mean you're flying up there for every app i hope yeah yeah so yeah, yeah we're flying to you're like gonna be like 12 grand in the whole undisclosed like, right location off somewhere in switzerland because that's where,
1: <laughs> where calvin was yeah. from we're doing it we're doing it live well, absolutely from uh, absolutely. from calvin land every week it's
0: uh oh i love it now
1: we've recorded some uh, some apps um just a few they've been good i think they're gonna get better um and they're really fun they're really short and they're really fun so
0: dude one of the greatest achievements of my life to this date is getting that goofy like TV radio interest in, in Fort Wayne to like bring us in <laughs> to, to do our stupid thing in the studio. When it when it added no value. Zero you know to value. I mean? Zero. None. Yeah. yeah. All the traveling
1: all of the time we had to take to do what we're doing right <laughs> here in twenty three <laughs> right. minutes.
0: I know it. I know Insane. it. Insane. Um yeah. Yeah. So yeah,
1: the travel to Switzerland has been like oppressive so far, but we're committed.
0: Yeah. Well, it's tough. I know I'm a but, I, much but I heard it's a beautiful country. So you beautiful get that country out of it. It's a beautiful yeah. country,
1: yeah. man. I mean, it's, it's, it's Calvin's country. Know, it's Calvin's country. We're, you know, we're, we're, it's Calvin's country. <laughs> we're doing it,
0: man. Calvin, he knew what he was talking he about. Knew he knew what he was doing everything about. he
1: was saying, man. All five of his yeah. points were on point.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, as we have been, boys, wandering to and fro throughout these topics, uh, <laughs> we have done what we always do, and we will see you. And doggone it! I always want. To no, I like that. Don't even, <laughs> don't even delete that. Just <laughs> yeah. Just, no,
2: man, I know, I know. you you have been on a, it's like an earwig for you. You get that? Yeah, R- See, yeah I get it,
1: man. You You've only been, been doing the sign off for like seven years. I mean, it's. Piper, I've got the
0: yips. It. I'm like um, you know, I'm like a catcher who can't throw the ball back. Yeah, Let's do, yeah, you do like another. To Rick and Keel is closing a podcast. Come Kiel up with something new right now on the spot, dude. Rick, Rick and Keel, I love it. Until next time, Rick and Keel. The Happy Rant is brought
2: to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to resonaterecordings dot com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast.